Sneaking out of my house, I was just 16. Met you in the dark down by the creek. We'd mess around until we got cold feet. Summers in Kentucky, they were hard to beat. Twenty-five years later, our lives have changed. Meeting girls on the road who are half my age. Sometimes I think about the creek when I'm on stage. Summers in Kentucky, man, I miss that place. Oh, boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And, man, I love me some Wheeler Walker Jr. Is that Western Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's as close to West Virginia as you can get. Yeah, it's supposed to be like where the touches or something. Uh, I, I heard this song the other day, and I was like, oh, man, this starts off just serious enough and then goes south like real quick. It's not serious at all. <laughs> so, hey guys, uh, we got a good show coming on tonight. Uh, this is our first one back from being on a little New Year's break. Mini hiatus. Dan had that on. We were at working at and uh, a customer's uh, house one day. <laughs> he was playing Wheeler Walker Jr. Well, it comes on his you know <laughs> podcast, and I swear to do walk downstairs and a dude and and he say, he says that line, and we're like, oh, oh, oh you want to turn that down? Turn that down for a second. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm down there just howling, you know. <laughs> barely stand up. <clears throat> so, uh, tonight's show being brought to us by Predator Flag Gear. Check them out at predatorflaggear.com. ARX Hooks. Find freshwater, saltwater, ARXHooks.com. Sims Fishing. Fish at will. Simsfishing.com. QueenCityGuiding.com. Hey, guys. Tonight's show is being recorded live at the Urban Fly Company Studios. Check Mark out at UrbanFlyCompany.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Why not fishing in there after dock? Hey, I don't think Smooth. we forgot how to do that. That's a, that's a surprise. That was one of the better ones ran through. Well, it's because none of us are indulging this evening. Except Jay, he's, get, he's drinking enough for all of us combined. Damn right. <laughs> Somebody's got to fucking drink. Where's the beer? <clears throat> what do you fucking got? Water? I do have water, man. Looks cool. Looks if, like piss. If Chad's doing a dry January, I'm doing drunk January. Oh, you're January. doing that again. <laughs> I am. I'm a... What's today? I'm 10 days deep. I've been on a five-day bender. Should have did gin and juice January. You made it through tails yesterday just fine, too. I did. I didn't complain once. He, wasn't, no. he didn't find him shaking at no, all. No, he wasn't good. trolling. Clutching, I mean, we didn't have to like, an clean old a can. table or anything. He was all right. He was picking the cans up from underneath and... Ch- da- checking them for drops. Normally, deer blood and shit is my trigger. Normally, that causes me to drink more. Oh, Cracks I'm sure. Open. <laughs> they were dirty yesterday, too. Oh, they were filthy. But, hey, we got them clean, sparkling white. 
Should have came over. We could have threw him at you. I thought Jay would have started sneezing after I sent that picture of the tails. Nah. Yeah, I, <laughs> nope. Sat around, drank beer, watched football. It's a good weekend for football. Mm-hmm. Oh, go Brownies. Uh, by the time anyone listens to this, the game will be over. So uh, let's hope the Brownies won. It's a good three-day weekend for football. There's a great game on tomorrow night, too. Let's go Buckeyes. Who? In the national title. Who? Yeah. Yeah, the Buckeyes. <laughs> the real team in Ohio. The only one? Yeah. So, um, hey, anyone else on the board this year? I've caught a fish. Uh, Jace is coming back to the table. I did. There. I, yeah, I caught a fish. Okay. My, mine was a bluegill. It doesn't really count, but oh. it's still a fish. Uh, no, I don't think I have. I still haven't even bought my license yet. <laughs> I did a, do that. Huh? Do you do like a five-year mark? No. No. I got the one year. I remembered this year. I did it the day before. Mm. I did it on the way down in Mark's truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I haven't I haven't got mine yet. I haven't been out anywhere besides the pond yet. I've been out three days, but I think I've spent about 70% of it so far watching. S- sitting back. Okay, go here. Try here. Hey, good practice. Mm-hmm. Yep. We almost got lucky today. Close. I want to hear all about this. Yeah, really just do it. Just do it now. Just throw Derek under about. the bus right at the beginning of the show. <laughs> I want to hear it. Come on. He's going to be listening to it either way. No, we just went right in, right to that spot. Probably what four, maybe five casts in. Comes in, goes right below the bank, makes his eight, makes his turn, goes to go up to the right, right where it should be. Fish eats, goes away. Boom. Fish off. Lifted the rod. <sighs> Looks at me. Yeah, he trout set that one up. Yep. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, son okay. of a <laughs> <laughs> See, That was your shot for the day. Yep, that was it for the day. It was quiet. I mean, we just we're in kind of one of them weather pattern funks right now. That's just no good. Mm-hmm. We haven't had water for a week. It's been consistent same temperature. It's super cold at night. Mm-hmm. There's no good moon phase, and if you get one opportunity early like that, be happy. You probably get one maybe in the afternoon and maybe one before dark, and that's going to be it. Was the water low, the water no, level? the water was still the same as it's been for the last <gasps> couple weeks. It's been consistent. It looked good. had good color. I went down below where you guys were today, and it was awesome. Oh, this is some good stuff. Yes, that is nice. I oh. like it. I've used it. And then we have a gift package. I don't know if I'm interrupting, but no, little gift package from our freaking homie. Queen City Guiding Guide and Legend Tire. <laughs> Ryan. Ryan Evans sent us a little care package. It's pretty awesome. It's got even some gear in it for me, so I'm excited to give that a little try. I, th- I shot him an idea over the po- phone and stuff I know that exists out there, but does cost probably $7 a pop and whatnot, and he threw me some stuff he's been tinkering with, so... Yeah, no, that's like a like a knocking style. That one's, uh, that one's for me. Vertical jigging type deal, and two pretty awesome, probably tungsten head like super duper hooks, which I think that's gonna be dope for some soft plastic. So some s- stuff I'm hoping, <laughs> fingers crossed, gonna try some ice fishing. I know he's getting out that lucky guy, but we want to thank you very much, man. This stuff is pretty cool, and uh, real nice fly. I'm gonna whip around for stripers. Mark got a little couple of things everybody has some saying, changers this one's not mine? i guess i mean <laughs> if you go yeah, with me ever i'll let you fling it but no nah, it's a pretty cool fly yeah it's nice it's got his name all over it yeah hey jay 
He knows oh, I got a couple mops in there for me. Some Sweet giant mop dude. flies. I'll tell you what. signature sculpting, so thank you very much, Ryan. Don't sleep on the mops, man. And an inspirational, oh, no. <laughs> inspirational note we'll, we'll later read. Uh, not it. I'm not reading anything out loud. <laughs> we'll, we'll put a picture of it on our story. That That's how you could run shit there, Chad. Nah, but thanks again, buddy. Queen City Guiding, sweet little boxes. And, and anybody looking for, like I said, that's everything. You got materials. You have... V- real wide variety of flies like he's tying everything from super small stuff up to oh, some streamers and changer. got me some spinners too so he he's tinker man he's got all kind of stuff on his brain he's working with even some bucktails i've seen he was tying for uh just throwing for some musky up there his buddies throw cast so this changer's all Estaz. Oh, that's money. Sizes. I like the weight on it. I have to ask him what that is. You see the it, weight on it? It's one of the scud bodies. Oh, uh, that's sweet. I like. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Wipers. Mm-hmm. Oh, Small mouth. Oh, everything. <laughs> that's an everything fly. You could take that across the board, probably across, uh, you know, South too. America to catch any, any big predator fish. You know what I'm saying? That's a sweet freaking fly, dude. Mm-hmm. We like. Send more. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Who the fuck sends treble hooks in a plastic bag? I can't get them out and I hook They're myself. for me because I'm smooth, bro. I'm way smoother than Look, you. It's already sticking out of the bag. Look, the bag I've held has not even <laughs> broke any hook. You know what I, mean? I can't handle it. Freaking spinners. But like I said, the vertical things he I described to him, he built them perfectly and they're gonna they're gonna make some noise and uh if I get on some like bigger walleye stuff this is probably going to be a, a sweet meat holder a, a, a minnow head holder that might catch me some gold so thanks man Hell all yeah, of man. us saying thanks to you word buddy thanks you he's going ice fishing ice? yeah this this thing is going to be like a knocker um clam like clank, clank, clank. clam i don't know you've probably heard of the company they make all kinds of stuff but they make a Igloo, or not igloos, shannies. Shannies and everything now they've delved into making spoons and things like that. So it's like a knocking, you know what I mean, versus a rattle a little different. Yeah. And in fact, what? Harder clack. Well, there's you got the clack and minnow. You know, rappel has got that side to side. It's up and down. So it's a little different. I mean, stuff in the arsenal, bro. And he's, the some of these blades he sent me on these spinners, they're like Panther Martin style and some old school bodies. I can't wait to give those a swing. And I think he even sent me the single hooks for him. So, thanks, bro. Oh, we had it out about the way a spinner should be when I was there the last time. Oh, they rip. <laughs> no, I'm sure these will rip, dude. These are killer for what we do around mm-hmm. here. Oh, yeah. Or steelhead. Them are built well. Yeah, they got decent hooks, so they'll hold up. He's been using them, well, not him so much as a couple of his buddies, and they stuck some browns and whatnot on them. But the flies are dope. Sculpting, jiggy sculpting, right? Jason probably already pocket, pockets those. A couple of them. Yeah, man, that's what he does. <laughs> you just never see him again. I don't know, guys. I've been tying like a little Indonesian boy getting ready for uh, springtime. I tied a few flies, actually, with inspiration from this package, so thank you very much. This this flash stuff or this, it's just craft store. You yeah. know what I mean? But That's what uh the guys down south used to uh, furl to make the tails on their, their flies. So it works good, man. Oh, it's definitely sh- flashy. And a lot cheaper, most likely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, you could do anything with that. Like you were saying, it works. It looks filler, like the same body kinda, filler. Yeah. Well, even head changer heads. You know what I mean? Like, boom, you're done. You're already done. You did all that work on the tail. Let's finish it up and fast, you know, right? Yeah. Instead of spending an hour on a face, if you're throwing weight on it, wrap it, wrap it, done. I like a puby filler. We know you do, buddy. What's this filler? There is no filler on or that. Or what is this? That's uh, the finesse. Chanel. The finesse wrap. Yeah. Have you fl- fished any of those yet, Jay? I did. When I was a mark, I just swam around senselessly. But I just wanted to see what they looked like and did in the water so I could kind of get an idea. So you b- know whether to keep tying them or not? Well, yeah. Just not even that. Just uh, tie them that if way. They're, if they're killed right. The one was killed pretty nicely. I liked it. So... <clears throat> it's more buoyant than I thought it would be, though. The finesse Chanel. Oh yeah, like it, I didn't think it was going to be so buoyant. I thought it was going to just. Well, that's super wrapped though. As I say, that's could, not you, could you lessen the wraps a little bit? Don't make them as tight. Yeah. Let I the water intrude a little more. Probably could. I Maybe mean, try some that way. See if there's a difference. Yeah, if it, then if you're saving or on trim them saving more on the next. Way. Yeah, one but of the two. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know how this stuff is. How's that come looking when you're done? Just a huge fluff ball? You got to trim it down, right? No, because you use two different lengths. Is that like different lengths? Yeah, two lengths. And this one, is there's a little gap in it because I messed up and kept using the smaller one. And I should have used the bigger one. In the I go three with third the, step. Three with the three-quarter. And then three with the inch and a quarter. Then trim it down. So... Jay, you went on a little hike today. You found a little bit of new water. Yeah, found some water. Saw a trout. <laughs> so that was at least... Uh, was it dead? No, it wasn't. It was swimming. That's a damn shame. <laughs> it was <laughs> Dead with missing a fin and dead. It was uh, swimming right next to a, you know, a little bridge or a little tiny little bridge, walking bridge or a single car bridge. <clears throat> Pressed right up against it. It was probably 10-inch fish maybe. So big for what I thought it was. I don't know if it what it, what exact kind of trout it was, but I just saw a nice little profile trout profile from the top, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna grab my rod real quick. And then my wife and my daughter were over the top of it, looking like, where's it at? And it might have swum away. Or I, when I walked back <laughs> over, I didn't see it again, but I went down there and fished anyway, and to no avail. But at least I saw a fish in there. That was nice because it was new water and something I hadn't. I saw a lot when I was a kid, but never you know tried you to been fish back at all. Since. Yeah. <clears throat> it was cool. We we went to a place where my uncle used to take us uh, camping all the time as growing up, and it was fun getting to run around. My kid was running around the same spots I was running around, you know, pissing around at when we were young. So that was fun, getting to see some cool things. She was, you know, I'd like to her, would have liked to her for her to have seen. So at least we got out there today and did. It was a nice day. It was a beautiful day. You mean like all of the last ones have been and forecasted for the next week until this weekend? Like plain Jane, just plain, mm-hmm. you know, cloudy. You, you'll see the peak of the sun like early and then it's up with filtered clouds and then you catch it again on the, the go down and that's been it for how many days in a row now? Yeah. What, Friday was cloudy as shit? <clears throat> yeah. And what, yesterday and today, man? It, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, you couldn't ask for anything better in January. Cleaned out the, cleaned out the garage, make a spot for a new boat. Whenever it comes here. You guys should put all your boats together and build like a Megatron. <laughs> <laughs> the Voltron of boats. Yes, there, there you go. Yeah. 
Who yeah. needs one of Bruce's? We garages? could have a party. Got forty <laughs> on a bunch of them. Forty-eight thousand dollars worth of boat here, but eighteen different pieces. <laughs> and I don't think we have two of the same. Mm-mm, no. Yeah, we got to sell all that shit off. There's this thing called Craigslist and eBay. You got to just get a jet, dude. Do what's right. You just serve yourself some justice. You're piddle paddling with shit noors and. Like a nine five or a three seven, I did. That'd be just fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Where am I all. gonna put a jet? If I lived on the Ganey, I'd, I'd have a jet. Good. I mean, there's so uh, little. You you put your money where your mouth is, and you spend your time where it's worth, and that's the game. That's like big buck hunters. I mean, yes, I love hunting local. Don't get me wrong, but I know there's bigger bucks out there. And there's if I no, were to travel, there's no way to get on our river without just, it. Would it be beneficial? Yeah, I mean, there'd be times to use it, but was it worth the money? Our river sucks no. anyway. Could put that fucker on somewhere you catch some fish. You still have to paddle, or you still have to row. You drive to where you want to go, and then you row it right back up where the good fishing was. <laughs> you, you, you loop, you, ro- you loop. It, it's it's similar to drifting. You know what I mean? A lake. You know, you just get to see more of that spot. You see what I'm saying? If it's a sweet spot, there's no reason to not. So just bang beat it, it all day, every day. Not boom, all, boom, no, boom, all day. But when it's hot, it's hot, and that's uh, that's the name of the game. Being there when it's gonna happen I shit they can't can't say more for bigger fish you know and animals i like the rowing general. and having two guys in the boat it's good Camaraderie. it's fun it's good but there's there's so much water that you would wish to be like damn it i'm gonna go back there that was that was a hot spot or where we breeze through that you know there's a lot more to be said for knowing that there's a lot more fish and they're gonna be congregated in a lot more areas and you learn all them areas and you get all the fish rather than one little pot of them yeah, but dude, them them jet boats are for a reason. Them guys are scooting, they're covering. No, like I said, but you can't put that anywhere around here. No, except for not, the Ganey. not here. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm talking about a site specific. I didn't buy a fucking snowmobile to ride on dirt. We don't get no damn snow. I bought the damn thing to ride on Lake, frozen Lake Erie. Does Lake Erie freeze? No. It's simply no. So you could have shit for no reason, but. When the reason, yeah, when the when reason, eighteen thousand dollars. At least I don't got a fucking. The problem is there's eighteen fucking thousand dollars, and I that's yeah, a lot of money to throw on when I when it's, I'm throwing like oh. Like at least a few I don't hundred, have an airboat. Few hundred guys. dollars okay. on a on a on an old nineteen seventy nine Starcraft. That sounds like a little more my my uh go. I I, I don't have eighteen to drop you get right your money now. Money out of that thing quick. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> a couple trips, it's already paid for, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it's another one to the fleet. I like it instead of like a, that day I went down to, you know, we went to the spot where we, you know, found ourselves catching the boat and like I would like to have that boat there instead of that thing's my not raft. even frozen. You mm-hmm. should go there now. Then it's going to look like mine. The whole sides are going to be black. But I'm not, my, ra- <laughs> my raft was all red and rusty like, looking it, yeah. and it was on there for months and I didn't know. Uh, I'd rather have something that I could clank into the damn <laughs> sides. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> A percu- and move around a little quicker too. You have a percussion instrument. Yeah, I oh. bet if you were quiet, you'd probably catch a couple more in there. Yeah, it's hard oh, to be quiet. I'm sure. Oh, well, yeah. I, I think the kayak guys they probably could slip right in and do, you know, you know but top water a lot better or something. The remote's gonna help. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got a remote? You a G now? You know, wireless. Speaking of kayak guys, I went on a hike today to McConnell's Mill. They were out. They were out in full force, man. We saw like Ripping. eight guys kayak or seven guys and a lady kayaking. Were they wearing wetsuits? I think so. 
I would hope so. Completely naked, Jay. (laughs) They were all fucking naked. I mean, if you go in the water, it's going to be a wetsuit. Shit, you're not going to be dry. I don't know what they were wearing below. They could have been porky pigging for all I know under their their skirts. but Sure. But above their skirts, they were wearing uh, neoprene. What's it? Yeah. (laughs) So, well, yeah, it it was pretty sweet looking. Mm. I I called my boy out into the rocks. I was like, let's watch these idiots. They looked up at me. (laughs) We we can hear you. (laughs) We're right here, sir. We're 20 feet from you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) How's how's the water today? (laughs) Then we saw one dude surfing like a. Pretty low, too. Yes, it was pretty low. Uh, right underneath the the covered bridge, there's like just a little rapid, and there's a dude surfing on it in the in his kayak. It's pretty cool. That place gets some kayak traffic. Yeah, it does. I did find a spot we could put the raft in today, though, and if if with a little more water, I, I'm sure it'll take the raft. It looked it was low and clear for now, but getting springtime, a little bit of water. I'm sure, we could put the raft in there as well. It's not too much further, and I guess it gets a lot of fish, so be worth a shot. Yeah, it'll, it should yeah, be. How a good long time. of a stretch is that going to be if you put like it? Like a six, seven mile. That ain't bad. Yeah, Maybe. that's feasible. Yeah, check it out. It you should get a jet for <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get a jet for it. Yeah, <laughs> till you get it super Just small and it's barely up. moving. And about twelve hours later, you get down to the bottom. No, oh, yeah, it will only be a certain. Is it clear? How the many whole trees? Is yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's, it was clear. No, I mean, is it? Is there a lot of down timber across or anything? No, no, it's clear like that. Yes. Speaking of that, I got an electric chainsaw for Christmas. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah, electric is in battery operated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's gonna be perfect. It's electric. <laughs> Some old timer. He said he was at the river. I won't tell where, but he said there's big trout in the bottom of that. It's not a. It comes up off the clarion. It's not a stock. Or it's a stocked creek, but I mean, the fish that are in it aren't the stocked ones. So, yeah, sure, you get in there. There's a lot of them. You just venture around anywhere in you know uh, that I mean, area in Pennsylvania, and you're gonna find what's the nature of a killer fish. Well, he's gonna find a spot first and grow, grow, you know. So, get mm-hmm. that food <laughs> in that that area, you know, mm-hmm. that away from a little spread out from maybe the next big big guy who wants to take from him. Take his mice. So, do we have anything else we want to hit on before uh, before we get our guest on this evening? No, man. I can't wait to talk to Pogo Pike. I know. I was I was going to bring that because we haven't said who the guest was. Good job, Jay. I was good talk buddy, about, man. I could talk about bead fishing for trout. Oh, let's yeah. let's just talk about Pogo Pike. <laughs> Waste of my time. That's what you got to do some days. Do you want to talk about... Uh, no. Steelhead for oh, me? I no. caught them things. They were pretty, pretty. Uh, no. I don't know. It, it was, it was okay. It was bobber fishing, you know, regular type <laughs> shit, basic bitch shit. Oh no, I do want to mention something because, I mean, I don't know. The culture is always going to be the culture, and that's just where we're at. I, it's, there's still chain stringers. There's still, you know, lynch them up mobs and all that stuff. But, uh, I mean, there's programs that kind of kind of want that or not not even want that just kind of put that in people's head you know what i mean like i i think well you can call it how you want but trophy fish should be measured in the eyes of the beholder Popsky. right yeah Popsky. but i mean well well not not only not only that you got you got programs that say this is a trophy fish nab it 
you know what I mean? It's like a headhunter type type program that oh, you get these species and you're considered a master angler. Well, my fucking ass if you're going to be considered a master angler because I'm not even a master angler, goddammit. it. I've been trying all my life. <laughs> but in states, in provinces, and all over the place, yeah, some, sometimes that means something, but here it means the harvest of a fish to get a fucking to, to a dime-sized pin or some shit, you know? And, and I don't like that because this guy was like, oh, I caught, caught well, it was 10 pounds, one ounce. So the one ounce, two ounces was probably the deciding factor to slit this fish. Is it? Is this what you're telling me? Because it that in my eyes that's what it is. And then when you when you got a thirty inch fish, he paid or, for his license. Jace, he could take whatever well, fucking he, fish he wants out of that goddamn water and smoke it however the fuck he wants. I it. know, but he, he can stick it in a bowl and smoke it if he fucking wants to. He said it for to fuck's me, sake. He he described it to me in in the justification side. <laughs> I didn't say anything to him, and he's just like he like gave me the reasons it got killed, and I'm like. That's racist. Did he kill one of your hybrids? It was just a fucking steelhead. Yeah, but I mean, uh, uh, dude, you Sorry you won't ever language. you will never catch a thirty inch. <laughs> Did you hear the song I introduced the show with, Jack? Yeah, you'll never catch a thirty inch steelhead if you don't throw a twenty seven incher back. You're right. I they mean, come back. Ugh. They, These are, they stock them every year, Jace. They, stock, they don't stock them at 30 inches, they, though. I they mean, stock <clears throat> those fish every year for people to take. Well, listen. That's what they're there for. But this is this that's, is people. That's the only hold, reason those fish are there. This is how this is how a 10-pound, 30-inch, 10-pound. You animal, and you feel so much differently about a different animal. Yeah. <laughs> listen, this is how a 10-pound, 30-inch steelhead is is uh, held. It's like held like a, a mark would hold a 50-inch muskie. Get the freak out of here. It, it, it's not comparable to me in a sense, but it's a cool fish. It's a giant. It's well, you trophy. You gotta lip them like Ricky. Yeah. Oh, if you're not <laughs> lipping them, you don't. You hand in her mouth. How are you going to see their true size if you're not lipping them? But, but I mean, you got to make sure teeth. to get the angle, yeah. too, yeah. so it bends the back the and neck, it like hooks the whole the neck. But that's a trophy <laughs> fish in its own right. Not that Ricky does it. And it got time. We should give it more time. <laughs> should be an upper limit. Upper more limit. time? They've Give given it, it 40 years. No, no, leave it go. Leave the fish go. You see what I'm saying? A trophy <laughs> they, fish is a trophy fish for a reason. They put them in every year, Jace, to, <sighs> just to take them the fuck about, out. I think they were talking about doing a slot limit with different... Oh, I no, like, that's, that's no, for the trout. Yeah, that was a trout. That was pretty cool. I like that might be a pretty like cool that, little dude. idea, I think. I mean, yeah. I like that. I was reading up on that too, Chad. Is Good. that new for this year? Or? Yes. Yeah. Huh. That'd be kind of cool because then they can stock them quicker and smaller. They're gonna And then hopefully if they don't get killed when they're caught... You can hold over a little bit and get well, bigger. Yeah, they're gonna stop stocking over a lot of Class A trout water as well. Yeah, I see that. They're there's talking some, about uh, good. There's, there's some they reading. Should. This is right. That's the right on. This, this that is was what they in should the. That was in the actual write up. You there. You can click on some of the mm-hmm. new stuff they were doing. So they did, they mentioned where it's at too. So yeah, definitely, definitely keep keep some of the stuff better. Maybe mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Who don't want to catch a big one? Now if you went and caught a big one and you're like, oh, I I go home and I, I caught a trophy. Would you do it? I put it back. Well, why? Why'd you do that? I was catching the next time. To a common person, to a common person, that's such a crazy idea, too. Because I, you know, it's just even customers we talk to at work. You know, I, you know, I fish. I, all I do is fly fish. All I think about is fly fish, and or I fish. And you know, you put all those fish back, and I'm like, well, a lot you, of them. You could, damn near all of them. You got to be honest with the people and tell them that you actually don't catch that many. Yeah, <laughs> I just catch a couple. Yeah, a few. But still, I put every, every the small amount of fish I do catch, I put back. I like catching fish to keep, but if you, I mean, that that's no reason to kill one, or that one. 
per se. You know what I mean? The what, what was wrong with that twenty four incher? It would have ate like shit the same. You know what I'm saying? And and that's how I feel like uh, selective harvest. Uh, ultimately, nobody passes up a giant buck to shoot a smaller one. I know this, but it's it's a fishing game, man. That's a good fish to put back. Why? Because smart enough to make it this far you know them junior fish that are warm house they're all beat up beads hanging cleo's dripping and shit <laughs> so um i will get to pogo i guess i i do have two things i want to bring up real quick they're totally off the steelhead subject before we get to pogo um this is our five-year anniversary guys we've been doing this shit for five years jay and i at least you um jason mark came on a little bit later but uh five years ago wednesday just passed was uh, the first time we recorded. I was drunk, I will tell you that. I was definitely not sober. I, I had some posts <laughs> pop up where me and Jason was fishing. Year, this was like five, six years ago. Still had fish at this time of year. So, yeah, it's been a, a long, long time. So that that's definitely one cool thing that I wanted to bring up. And number two, um, hey, there's a little thing on Facebook. It's the Musky Fly Fishing page. And every once in a while, people ask what, what different podcasts to listen to. And I want to personally thank everyone on that page that shouted us out. There must have been 45 guys that said if it wasn't SVS, there's nothing else. So uh, I want to thank everyone that's on that page and giving us props. So um, thank you guys. And we will be right back with Mr. Steven Pogojenski. My favorite song. You didn't let him say it first. I got some. And we are back with Bogo. What's happening? That's much, guys. How you doing? Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, we're doing great, man. Uh, happy New Year to you, yourself as well. It's a it's been a crazy year already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I, I think people are already eyeballing two, 2022 already, <laughs> waiting for that to come around. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> we want a refund on this year. <laughs> <laughs> Eight days in, nine days in. <laughs> so, man, um, let's uh, speaking of crazy years, this one that just passed was by far the nuttiest bonkers year we've had. Uh, how'd that affect you this year? Great question. I'm sure you guys are chatting a lot about this with your fellow friends and guides and people that uh, are in the industry. You know, it's unfortunately it's, you know, it's, it's been really wacky and, and, and there's a lot of, obviously a lot of negativity that went around this year, but I'm a half glass full kind of guy. So you know, I, I, it's been, it's been interesting, you know, it's been very interesting. It's definitely hurt a lot of small businesses. Um, and, you know, we're all kind of trying to pull through here and we made, try to make the best of 2020 and thank God that's over with and we're moving into the new year here. But, you know, on a, on, on a positive note, I really do think that, and I'm sure you guys chatted about this or here's heard other people's philosophies around, you know, it's really brought us, brought us back to the basics um in life you know where we're kind of got out of the rat race and i i was in the corporate world for a long time and commuting every day and you know not seeing your family as much and not doing your hobbies as much so you know as much as it's affected my business dramatically in a lot of guides around the country and, and some states worse than others because they literally as you guys know shut down boat launches and and you know made fishing you know you couldn't do it for a while in certain states so you know that that's obviously was tough but uh 
you know, it's, it's, it, it was kind of an interesting year, but it, it, I think it brought a lot of people together and, you know, just the people that I got to spend time with this year on the boat, um, friends and clients, it's just, you know, and we were obviously practicing social distancing and being pretty safe about everything. Um, it, you know, it, it was, you know, kind of, like I said, it kind of brought us back to the basics. I think it was, uh, it was a little reminder of what's most important. And obviously here in Connecticut, which is kind of cool, the, uh, governor opened up fishing like three weeks early during COVID, you know, like, you know, obviously we fish all year round, but for the average fisherman that goes by, you know, opening day and certain bodies of water, they opened it up three weeks early. Um, you know, local little fishing shops that I support here, both fly fishing and spin fishing that have been around for 20, 30 years in my area, you know, their business boomed. Um, people that weren't into fishing are now into fishing and, and a lot of hobbies just kind of went through the roof. So, you know, from that standpoint, I thought it was kind of a, you know, a blessing in disguise. And, you know, I think we're all going to get through this crazy time here, hopefully in the next six months. So here's one for you. You personally, um, when you have someone in the boat that you don't know, that you don't share a house with, are you guys mas- yeah. are you guys masking up on the boat? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously I, we were all pretty much shut down for a while when COVID was peaked out and, you know, and until things got better. But, yeah, like I was actually – you know, on the, on the heels of that, I was only allowing people in my boat that I knew, um, you know, not anybody knew for a while. It was only people I knew. And, you know, we always had the conversation the night before. Do you have any symptoms? How are you feeling? Um, do you think you've been exposed to anybody who's had the virus? So we, we were really cautious about it. We were using yeah, some we were using a lot of times using buffs um and you know versus masks so to speak but some people will use masks and then just you know a shit ton of hand sanitizer and obviously not touching each other and unfortunately there was some nice fish caught early in the year when you couldn't (laughs) high five you couldn't high five each other that's a damn shame (laughs) yeah yeah we do like a lot of air high five um but yeah so we were we were very conscious of it and you know i mean i have elderly parents my dad's 88 or he's gonna be 88 my mom's 80 so god forbid if i ever expose them to that that, that you know and, and and so yeah we were very safe yeah man it, it it's hard it's a scary thing that's what i think about most is you guys out there i know we uh just going into stores and stuff we mask up all the time it's it's weird yeah. being having that be your your living and being in like such close quarters because you're you're like, uh, you just have to be in a boat. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> one, one guy broke out, broke out a ruler. says, are we six feet apart in this boat? I said, absolutely. <laughs> All of it. Two inches. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. It's weird. I, I went on a hike today with my family and we were on a yeah. hiking trail and there were people like walking by themselves with masks on outside. Like, yeah. When you came by, they yeah, did jump that- out. <laughs> I found that bizarre at first, you know, you'd see people driving with their masks on and, you know, walking on the sidewalk. And again, like I said, I, I live pretty remote here in Northwest Connecticut. Um, and at first I was like, that's kind of weird, but you know, I, after you hear a few people who've been affected, I guess, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry. And if you're okay with having a mask on, it doesn't bother you, um, in those environments, then, you know, God bless you. The more power to you, you know, I guess it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had an issue today at sheets. I, I had my mask on. And I couldn't see. It fogged up like crazy because <laughs> yeah. I'm a glasses wearer. Well, the problem is when you're fishing and guiding, you know, it's like it, it, it basically, you know, fogs up your sunglasses. So that was my only complaint. Yeah, absolutely, man. So uh, yeah. we went through the, the COVID part of the year. How did the yeah. fishing part go? It actually went really well. It, it did. Uh, we actually ended up having a drought um, by mid-June. 
Um, so I'll start with the the kind of the, the the negative part, so to speak. But we had, we ended up having a tr- drought in the middle of June, and by, well, by the middle of June, it really started, and uh, it didn't really re- the waters, even lakes and ponds. The water temperature was ridiculously high. The water was ridiculously low. So then fishing got really good again in the beginning of September, right around Labor Day weekend. It started to pick up again. But before that drought and after that drought, it was it was really good. We we um you know we boated a lot of on average we boated some bigger pike um, this year than last year, which is always kind of interesting to see how from year to year how different river sections fish and how the fish evolve and, and, and where the activity is coming from and so forth and so on. So yeah, it was pretty good. It was, it was a, it was actually a decent numbers year for, um, for clients uh, and friends and myself as well, I didn't fish much this year. Unfortunately, I rode most of the time, but um, you know, like clients and myself, it just, it was a, it was a good year for numbers and size. Um, uh, yeah. So it, it was actually pretty good. And then the smallmouth, I was just another, awesome surprise we we were out there in october early november and you know pike flies and we were small you know we'd go on the smaller side just to change up sizes and to see what was working and not working and i'll never forget it was like two days in a row and the water temperature was like in the mid 40s i think and um we ended up we ended up we ended up boating like i don't know probably a dozen smallmouth over 18 inches in two days it was just like out of nowhere and uh it was that so that was that was kind of a highlight i mean i know we're all most of my friends and clients are you know, out there for pike but you know obviously when you get surprised by like an 18 inch smallmouth in at the end of october early november um it was a treat but yeah all in all it was actually besides the little drought that we had um it was a really good year uh, numbers and size wise so you said uh you had a, a better year this year size wise were you doing yeah. any, were you doing anything different than in years past that you could uh you pinpoint it down to some sort of tactical advantage that you did? Yeah. You know, I've contemplated that, you, you know, as the holidays approached, the season came to an end, um, just kind of reflecting on the year. You know, I really contemplated that and try to think, okay, what was, what was going on this year? What was different than last year uh, or years before? I, I and I just, and, and it's kind of like me being an optimist. I, I kind of contribute to the water system and the, and the, and the, and just being healthy and getting healthier and um, just, you know, fit and catch and release, you know, a lot of, as you guys know, we're all big proponents, especially with ESOX, um, Pike and Muskie for catch and release. I think just more people are adapting to that philosophy and, and it's allowing the fish to get bigger and thrive. Speaking of bigger, didn't uh, some lady just catch the, the state record Pike? And can yeah, yeah well i think it tied the state record that was like they, they got that was in the 80s um yeah she was trout fishing in a local not local but about an hour from my place um in a lake trout fishing i think with like like a, a rooster tail and eight pound test yeah that and, sounds familiar boated like a 46 inch bike or 45 inch bike yeah took her like a half hour to land it didn't she take it to some sub shop to uh to get it weighed yeah, yeah. So I read the article. It was it was really cool. so she went to like all because the COVID was peaked out kind of then. So she was trying to go to all these stores and and places that say they're like, no, we're not putting that in the scale. You can't come in here with that thing. Like get out of here. And then she yeah, she went to some deli and then she called the state and they got involved and helped her out on the backside of it all. But yeah, pretty cool story. Yeah, man, that that's a great story, and I'm sure that lady's gonna be hooked on fishing now, pretty soon. Yeah, yeah. You should yeah. reach out to her. Say hey. My name Pogo or Pike's in my name. 
You should, <laughs> you know, <laughs> put, put her onto the fly rod. That's what you should do. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. I think that's how you catch the biggest fish. You just try not to catch one. You just go for another species. You got a you know eight pound test with a Phoebe on it, and you catch a state record pike. I think we're all. I think we're doing. I think we're doing it wrong. <laughs> I think you're right. Trying to. It's called trying too hard. So, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, sure. Um, and I just want to give you guys a shout out. I just love the growth that SBS Pod Fishing Podcast has gone um, over, and how how well you guys are doing, and how much you've influenced and helped a lot of people i've had a lot of people in my boat and just saying that they oh i listened to you on the sbs podcast i'm like and, the, and like yeah i'm like you listen to the other ones like oh yeah we I, every time i drive and you know obviously people weren't flying much this year so a lot of people were driving and a lot of clients and friends were like yeah we love that sbs podcast those guys do a great job so um yeah i just want to give you guys a shout out and, and and give you some feedback that i've been hearing um for my clients and then just ask you guys how do you think your year went and what do you guys what do you guys have planned for the next year or two oh geez uh first off thank you very- <laughs> you don't have to answer that now. Chad's not know. drinking I thought, this month so. i just thought it, you know you guys are doing such a great job i thought i don't know if you guys share this with your audience lately but I, i'm sure you guys have got some cool stuff going on and, and you had a phenomenal year yeah well well thank you very much first off uh that means a lot and uh actually if we didn't tell you this. Tonight's our uh, our five year anniversary of doing the show. Oh, I'm uh, well. I'm sure this was all ha- luck, but I'm, I'm honored to be part uh, part of the five hundredth show. That's epic. No, five years, not 500th. five hundredth. Five years. I'm sorry. Yeah. Five years. That's epic. Epic. Yeah, five hundred is gonna be like thirteen more years or something. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I'm Polish and blonde. I'm bad with math. Go ahead. Yeah, man. Um. Oh shit. We we got some big stuff in the works. I don't know what we can talk about. Um. Or not, uh, but it, it's going to be a fun year, man. It, I, I can't wait to see what this year brings for us. Um, love's going to be smallmouth awesome. related. I'm going to say, what's that? <laughs> I said love. It's going to be smallmouth related. Oh, I, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. You don't, <laughs> don't let the cat out of the bag. I think I know where you're going with that. So now, just, now it that's clicked. Awesome. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And what? Who did you guys have? You guys had uh, Kelly on this year, right? Yeah, we did. Um, yeah. That was right before you went to Montana, Jay? Uh, I believe. I believe, yes. Yeah, so I was, I was be- stoked to go see him. The beginning of uh, 2020, I think we had Kelly on. That yeah. dude is so funny. I'll tell you what. Yeah. He, he's the only person I've heard make April Vokey interesting. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Nice. Wait, there might be people listening, Chad. I'm, not now they're not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh geez. Yeah, Kelly. Kelly's a character. I would love. Did one? You said one of you guys met him. I would love to meet him. Yeah, he was. He was. Uh, and as soon as you walk in, it's just like like you think it is. So there's a video. You know, just going like the video. On. Yeah, it's just like the video. He's sitting there at his chair. You know what I mean? Right where he videos everything. Hey, and then he he talked to us for 45 minutes. The guides are yanking us out of the out of the shop to get us to go fishing. You know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he still want to talk Kelly. away and go. You know, and <laughs> yeah. talk and then. Hanging out and uh, it was great. It was a great time. So hey, these guys got their shit together too. It was a fun time. Was there a halo around Kelly when you walked in? Oh yeah, it was like there was like an aura of <laughs> just like yellow light. Like oh, there's like a four by eight portrait of him in <laughs> a throne behind him. <laughs> it it wasn't actually light reflecting. It was just fuzz coming off of him from from all the marabou. That's awesome. yeah 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 yeah. He, he's a cowboy. He's a badass. That's awesome. Yeah, I think he was going to fish for some kind of meat that day in his boat. Okay. So, uh, speaking of that, did you you didn't get the chance to go to Wisconsin this year, correct? 
Yeah, unfortunately, as you know, as you guys know very well, I I try to head out. I well, I do. I head out there every like mid September and um, fish with some friends for a couple of weeks. Do the do the uh, the tur- the fly the musky fly fishing tournament in Hayward um, at tree- the Treelands tournament, which I love, and then obviously guide for the month of October for muskies out in the northern Wisconsin. Unfortunately, with with uh, COVID this year, it was just it was kind of a it was a decision that. You know, I had to pull the plug. I mean, I had some clients that said, "Yeah, we'll support you. Like, we'll we'll, we'll drive out and and uh, and there just wasn't enough support, not enough people that would were willing to go. And I, frankly, was like kind of totally cool with it. Um, so no, I didn't make it to Wisconsin this year. Um, and, and it was actually kind of cool, Kate. Um, you guys all know Kate, right? My I got engaged last year. Okay, Kate, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah. She said she said yes. Um, that's always a plus yeah yeah that's a plus so that was makes it less awkward yeah but it was kind of cool because you know i haven't seen connecticut in october in four years um just being out in wisconsin uh guiding and fishing out there for muskies and so it was actually it was it was kind of a nice break um just to be here in connecticut and and see you know the whole foliage thing turn and just be here home and being on my local waters fishing and and guiding um during the month of october which is as you guys all know it's every more it's like more, obviously the most epic month of fishing or could be so it was it was kind of uh it was a nice little break so yeah, i didn't make it unfortunately i did miss it I did have nightmares sometimes, of, or not nightmares, but have dreams of of muskies in Wisconsin in October um, because it's so special out there. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was bittersweet. It was so bittersweet. Are you gonna continue to to miss it now in years to come since you had a good year this year, or are you gonna like get back on no, the horse I'm, and go I'm, back I, out? Yeah, no, I'm planning on uh, heading back out there this year. You know, obviously, as long as you know the whole uh, pandemic is under control and, and, and things are you know on the upswing and, and the mend. Yeah, I, I definitely plan on going out, but it, it obviously with this year, we don't know what it's going to bring, but um, I probably will make that decision. I would say by the latest, like the beginning of May. Well, you don't, you don't got to go so far. Chad, take you musky fishing at any time. <laughs> well, that was like my biggest uh, disappointment in 2020 was not to get to fish with you guys because I really seriously like obviously uh, with COVID, but I, I I was as we I begged you guys begging you guys to come out and make some plans. I know Chad and I have gone back and forth on that, and it just you know obviously uh, didn't work out this year because of what happened. Um, but yeah, that was probably my biggest disappointment. But this year I'd love to fish with you guys, whether you guys come out here or I come out and visit you guys. I would love to do that this year. Yeah, man. Like I said, we're going to keep it in the books. Uh, like I said, tried hard last year. Just every, with everything yeah. happening, it was hard to make it happen. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to go down. I have to save one extra day for whenever you drive past us going to Wisconsin. Well, that's it. That's it. Exactly. So, or like uh, four of them. Did you, <laughs> did you end up catching a muskie in the year, in the Lord's year of 2020? Personally, I did not touch one. Hey! Oh shit! I knocked my microphone over. Uh, neither did I. Don't worry. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like I literally fish. We. I, it's it's kind of weird, right? Like it's like last year, 2019 was one of the most epic musky years for me, both in Wisconsin and in New York and Pennsylvania and the Susquehanna. Like we crushed it last year, and then this year, you know, I like like you know the 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 brad's video zero to hero you know um i went from hero to zero on muskies uh, <laughs> but but when you you know i i only fished for him twice last year 
um, out in the Susquehanna in, in New York. And that was um, late March or, or no, I'm sorry, late February. We had like a little bit of a mild spell. Um, we did boat. We did boat a couple of muskies in two days. Um, and I, I, I personally didn't catch one though, but I, t- I did. I said, sorry. So I did touch one. <laughs> I did net a couple. Um, <laughs> You're the proper net I man. Fished, yeah. Yeah. But I only fished for him, you know, two or three times all year. So was, that was unfortunate. Well, that's not bad. Bad odds of you net a couple fish and two outings. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're, yeah, exactly. We bat a thousand percent, and then like so, the fall being out here and not out in Wisconsin, my goal was to to fish the Susquehanna a bunch this fall. But they had a drought, um, and that that river didn't really re- had like a, a recovery window where it like was just. I mean, it was literally like the you know like the diehard musky guys in in Eastern PA and upstate New York that I know. Um, they, I mean, these guys fish, especially, you know, in, in the late, 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 uh, early, early fall, they fish, you know, at four or five days a week, uh, out there for, for, you know, chasing muskies. And we were texting each other, like, Pogo, like, don't even come out here. Like we you, you can't even get your boat in certain areas. Um, it was, people were dragging drift boats through areas. The jet guys couldn't really go. So then then it got a bunch of water and the water went through the roof the, the flow went through the roof and then, then it was unfishable because it was so high it was like feast or famine so yeah and then and then it just you know yeah so it, unfortunately mother nature kind of threw a curveball in that game too it was 2020 was a real shit show <laughs> <laughs> you don't say <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so I, that's a long-winded answer about the whole muskie i'm sorry audience you gotta, you gotta hear my my sob story no, man, that, that's what it's about, man. Like I, I said, thousand percent still, buddy. You didn't fuck up at all. <laughs> but like I said back in the beginning of our conversation, I, you know, I mean, I and again, I, I just I feel that this year was, you know, the, the bright side of this was just it brought a lot of people together and made people realize what's really important in life. And, um, you know, just like kind of leaving the corporate world two or three years ago and, and, and following my passion you know, with Pogo Pike and, and, and my business, um, you know, it's just, it, 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 I just see how this has affected a lot of other people as well. And, and, and that have certain lifestyles that they wanted to change and get them back down to basics. So, you know, I think there's a silver lining somewhere in this mess. So have you noticed anything with, uh, 2021 starting to pick up or people starting to, uh, come out and book more trips or anything yeah yeah no it's a great question and it's so funny because kate and i were just talking about this the other day like i'm getting i'm getting um a bunch of emails like on a day like on a weekly basis like people hey can we talk about this year like people i've never met before um you know that that's on my website my youtube channel um so yeah so it's it's i could I, i could see a lot of momentum here a lot of pent up uh demand <laughs> speaking of the youtube um have you put any videos up recently no again so last year i had no so i have not i have not put up a new video um wow probably in about eight months or more so i had we my friend and i had some plans to do a few different uh new how to's so i'm gonna be definitely releasing on my youtube my pogo pike youtube channel i'm definitely gonna be releasing um two videos this year that we were supposed to do last year so just like you guys have some good plans for 2021 that you don't want to let the cat out of the bag, I won't share it with you guys yet what they are. Um, but um, yeah, so the, 
2020 or 2019 leading into 2020 and 2020 in general, um, the you my YouTube channel, which was not the intention because I just like you guys, I just love to teach and I just put it out there to the world. Um, and I got a I, I've got a lot of business through my YouTube channel, but more importantly, which has been very like a, a satisfying kind of humbling feeling, is I've gotten so many like random messages about hey your leader video just totally changed my game or the way you explained how to use different size fly rods and different lines i don't know if you guys saw any of those videos i put up but yeah i I got i got a lot of really good feedback from you know people getting new into the sport um you know so and i just i think about three or four months ago five months ago i I reached a thousand subscribers so that was kind of a like a a little bit of a a milestone as far as just youtube goes i guess people like oh congratulations you have a thousand subscribers um (laughs) but anyway yeah so the youtube channel thing was it it, it actually it's it's been really it's been really interesting to watch that grow and then getting feedback because i know like when i got into the sport i know you guys too right we got into the sport i mean i started fly casting for pike and muskie in 2011 and I had the wrong rod. I had the wrong line. My flies were the size of like, you know, a wool sock. I couldn't, I had tennis elbow in six months and, you know, I had, I really had no one to teach me. I was just all, and then I met some saltwater guys. They started kind of dialing me in how they do it in the saltwater. But, um, it, you know, so to, to have that kind of like knowledge shared with newbies around the country and getting like, you know, Hey, thanks man. That really helped my game. Like that's just a, it's a really rewarding, satisfying feeling. So I was really, that was like kind of a bright spot from last year. Yeah, man. Um, and I'm gonna say the highlight of your YouTube channel is the uh, the short film you made. Uh, oh yeah, we haven't talked about that yet, have we? I don't think we have. Since since, since I put it out, yeah. You were getting ready to uh to start filming it last time we spoke when you uh when you that's right when you spit yeah. spat coffee on your uh, dashboard. <laughs> I remember that distinctly. <laughs> So yeah, so did how, you like it? I love that video. It's a it's a great story about how fly fishing brings people together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. For the love of fishing, what brings us together? I mean, that was that was actually Kate came up with that. Uh, you know, we, we were kind of like for the love of fishing that, would, and then Kate, you know, what ties us together, um, and then having Kate and Nicole um, in the in the video, who you know we're all friends anyways, but to have like you know the fifty fifty on the water. And then, um, you know, again, you guys can tell I kind of passionate about like sentimental things a little bit and heartfelt. And I, I just really wanted to put that out to the world. It was just like an inspiration of mine. And whether 10 people watched it or 10,000 people watched it, it didn't matter. As long as I could help some people's perspective on what the big picture of this all that we do with chasing fish and really what what what's also very important is the relationships and the people you meet and the you know you guys saw the video i think so that that's that was it was it was it, it was a you know as my buddy matt who did most of the, did all the filming and, and and most of the editing um he's like this is a passion project like we're you know we've never really done this before um i'm matt was kind of new into uh filming and as a, well not new but really getting into it now he's growing a business out in san diego um and just kind of come together and see how it all worked out Mm -hmm. and the feedback that we received uh, it was just like you know 
it was teared, you know, you got teared up sometimes. Like people wrote some messages and emails and comments and reached out to me on social media and just said some of the nicest things, how they made their daughter and son watch it to, you know, kind of see, see what they, what, why they love the, the sport of fishing so much and why it's such a passion to their dad or their mom or their uncle or brother. So it was, it was, yeah, for the love of fishing, what ties it together was, that was a really big moment just as far as the feedback i don't care about how many people watched it just the people that did watch it it kind of inspired or moved and then orvis fly fishing picked it up on their facebook page because i maybe because of the 50 50 on the water that's their tagline right or their hashtag so they they posted it on their facebook page this year which i think they have like 300 200 300 000 likes you know followers they have so all the was, followers they have all the followers yeah everybody's yeah. seen that now man yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I just got long winded on that. You, 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 you can tell I'm passionate about it. But thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, that that was, so, a, lot, that was uh, a fun project. So, our boy Dave, Dave was also in the video as well, right? Dave Wolf. Yeah, Mr. Oh, Huff. Yeah, Huff. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. How how was uh yep. how was his time out there and with the video? And I heard you missed oh, all the filming. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was great. Yeah, he got a cool pike on uh it's on the video. He got a cool pike on on film and. Um, he, he was just a great help. He has some experience with filming, I guess. So he kind of gave us, you know, kind of gave, gave, gave some thoughts and feedback and then just being a helpful hand to make that pull that whole like four or five days off. And then, you know, we fished, we fished for fun a bunch and just hung out and got to know each other better. And so, yeah, it was, it was a real fun time. So here's one for you. Your buddy that the filmed it, that's yeah. out in San Diego, yeah. has he done any other fishing projects since? No, no, and the funny thing is he had, he lived out in San Diego. I met him when I lived out in San Diego and I used to work for GE and he was young. He was like 21. We met at the gym and just became buddies. And he was, you know, he's like 10 years young or maybe 15 years, 12 years younger than me. I don't know. But anyway, so when he came out to do this, we stayed in touch over the years, always remained close. And he's like, yeah, and I told him my idea and, and he's like, yeah, I love that. He's like, and I want to come see you. I haven't seen you in like six, seven years. I'll come out to Connecticut. And we'll, we'll do this. We'll pull this off. And the funny thing about it to your question is that he fell in love with fishing. He like, can't wait to come back. He told all his friends and his, his family how much he just what an inspirational time he had around just filming it. But then we actually got him to fish for like an afternoon. Say, hey, put the camera down. Let's just fish. He within 20 minutes he caught his first smallmouth ever and his first pike ever within like 30 minutes. It was perfect. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was. But yeah, so he's he, he wants to come back either this year or next year we're going to do something else around the fishing and filming but his business out in san diego i think is a little more corporate well let him know if he's out in san diego he's in perfect area to go carp fishing they're everywhere oh really yeah man that's where okay. uh, that's where conway bowman does all his carp fishing epic yeah man the drainage the, ditches the whale's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so uh since you guys had a drought and the water was low and hot, and we know you like carp fishing, how'd that go yeah. this year for you? Didn't do it. What? <laughs> Didn't do it. <laughs> what? That's great. <laughs> Didn't do it. I laid that one up on a tee, and you just fucking knocked it over. You're the fat kid that uh, bumped the tee. <laughs> what? 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 Oh, God. Shit show 2020. So the, 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 the water was so damn low and hot. 
that like I did try. I did go out with some friends and they were like during the middle of the day there when you could see them and sight fishing for them with, you know, with a you know small little fly and a 10 foot leader. They were just like, look at my fly. Like, yes, I'm, I'm good. And then, and then, so I started reading it. I thought what I've read, and maybe you guys might know this, that when the water gets over a certain temperature, carp will still move throughout the day, but they feed more at night and they digest during the day or something like that. So I don't know. It was just like a handful of tries. Water temperature was like almost by the time it got to like that carp mode time of the year that I would go out there and, and, and give it a shot for, you know, time after time. Like the water temperature in the river was almost like 78 degrees. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never heard that. Normally I love going out when it's like that. If I'm sweaty and sticky, like yeah, horrible yeah. feeling, that's when I like carp fishing. They yeah. eat they eat bread the all year round. The temperature was so warm, so I don't know. I mean, like I said I just read some article, and I this was back in the summer. I don't know how true it is, but you know, I don't plan to be an avid carp guy at all. I just love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I got to look into that more. Um, yeah. You, so anyway, went went went. You need to stick to the internet to make sure the articles are true. <laughs> well, I thought it was on the internet. It's true. Always, always. Yeah. So yeah. with. With uh, the booking and everything going on, did you fill up some prime dates, or were there just times when people weren't coming? Oh, this this past summer or this past yeah, year, was the, it the, like yeah. a cancellation year? Or were you getting a lot of more like just people you know locally to come with you at at maybe the friend rate or or what? How how did you keep busy? Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The like I said earlier, it was all people I knew, you know, during, during the peak. Right. So of COVID and, and, and they all, they all wanted to get out. You know, they were just like, Hey, listen, I'm not working. I'm working from home or I'm laid off right now. You know, so we were just, it was actually kind of busy there for a while. And then it seemed like, um, when, when that first wave of like people that were, you know, repeat, uh, fishermen and, and friends, like when that kind of like ran out ran its course it just kind of like dried up um and then obviously we had the drought but then by the fall um that's you know by the end of august it you know or, well we by by labor day weekend it was like there to the end of october it was like just really busy um because covid was under control for the most part people felt more comfortable you know the, the drought went away fishing got better so yeah to answer your question there was like a couple months there that was like really like you know, do, 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 you know, and let's, 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 let's tie some flies and mow the lawn four times and things like that. <laughs> Tidying up at home. Huh? You should see the garden you. Kate and I got done around my house. It looks like botanical gardens around here. Awesome. All set up then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you guys took up a few new hobbies or a few new passions or fishing. I way too many extra flies. I started masturbating more. Fished more, <laughs> <laughs> more, more time alone. Uh, Chad. Why you just switch uh, hands? No, Chad gained. Chad took up smoking meat and gaining forty-five pounds. Gaining that weight. was what Chad did in twenty twenty. I did, dude. I'm rolling. Right? It seems like it seems like some people either got in really good shape. Or just the wheels fell off. Oh, Chad, the wheels <laughs> fell off. <laughs> no, I Dude, know. My it. wheels fell right off. My wheels were like going down the road, like eating like ice cream every night, and just like you know, yeah, my wheels fell off for a while there. I got into a really good shape. 
it's round. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> mad that Chad likes to smoke. Hey, we are not mad. Chad likes to smoke meat. No, we're not mad. <laughs> That's great. Really good shape. Round. I like that one. I'm gonna steal that one. So was there was there anything new on the water this year? Like uh, maybe some new flies that produced for you, or any anything different approach wise you you might have implemented? Um. Yeah. So that's a great question. I always say that's a great question. But your we your, love your guys <laughs> your guys flies were phenomenal. Uh, let's give a shout out to um, how do you say it? What's the name of your fly business again? I'm sorry. Urban Fly Co. Urban Fly. Sorry. I'm brain dead. It's Sunday night. <laughs> um, Urban Fly. Yeah. So I still have, you know, the package of flies that you guys sent me? Uh, maybe. The one, uh, the cake cut the musky out of? Before I went to Wisconsin last year. Yeah. Those those were from me. Uh, those are from, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, I remember Kate got her first musky on a figure eight on your fly. And I think I sent you a picture of the fly after she caught it. And I still have it in um, my camera roll. Awesome! <laughs> you guys, have you seen the video of her of me netting that fish and her celebrating? No. Oh god! <laughs> so it was her. I think I told you guys this story. Yeah, you we told us a story to, about it. Yeah, it was her birthday, and and she got her first muskie two days early on a uh, uh, on a fly. That was like a big deal. It was a decent fish, you know, like low thirties, mid thirties. But then it was her birthday, and she wanted to catch her first muskie uh, on a figure eight on her birthday, which happened, and it was one of your flies. So you're. To answer your question, your flies all worked awesome. Um, definitely, um, definitely played around with like size, size of flies throughout the course of the day, which we all do, you know. Um, but uh, you know, really tried to kind of like because, like I said to you guys earlier in the conversation, like the numbers of fish boated this year were good. The size was a little bit, you know, definitely above average this year compared to last year uh, or 2020 compared to 2019. So I definitely one thing which I was trying to like really kind of get some kind of conclusion on or some philosophy, you know, as you guys know, I always have philosophy, Pogo Pike philosophies. I started that whole <laughs> chip. Uh, deep thoughts by Pogo. Um, but, you know, going with the size, you know, you guys asked me that question. I'll never forget. You asked me that question the first time we met and the first time you had me as a guest on your podcast, you said, you know, size for different times of the year, so forth and so on. And, um, you know, I, I kind of, I remember answering that question by saying, I, you know, I think, it matters, but it doesn't, you know, I mean, we get plenty of fish on plenty of good size, even muskies on six to eight inch flies and pike on four or five inch flies. You know, you don't need to go that big if you don't, you can't handle it. But anyway, so when I, but when I did have clients and friends that could cast, you know, for pike specifically this year, cause it was all about pike this year, not going to Wisconsin, um, that could cast big flies i was trying and you know i use the i'm a big fan of the tommy shanks um uh chippewa river fly rods and they you know i got the 10 weight and the 12 weight in my boat at all times um and if somebody was able to cast those and just trying to throw on some big flies and just really kind of experiment with not experiment but because we all do it but just really see these waters that i fish religiously and, and, and what would happen um, it did really come to fruition that these, some of these bigger, bigger, bulkier flies were 
probably they were putting more bigger bigger fish in the boat so and, and i know we all know that we that's like a kind of a you know a philosophy of some people's and we try it we go this way go that way but i don't know that that kind of jumped out at me this year when i had something in the boat that can cast those i was like let's let's do it you know do you mind throwing this for an hour or a half hour um and and i was just you know it just kind of it just kind of jumped out at me. I'm like, wow, this is, this is, uh, it's kind of working here, <laughs> you know, um, you know, especially with a new client or a repeat client that wants to get his first pike over 35 inches, right. Or even try to break 40, um, which is, you know, kind of a, on the bigger side for a, a wild Northern pike here in new England. Um, you know, it happened a bunch of times and it was, it was kind of fun. So if you have someone in the boat that isn't the best at, uh, the throwing big flies, what how do you adapt your techniques how do you uh do you try to use a longer fly that's real sparsely tied or what what do you try to yeah. do for them <laughs> yep yep just yeah just like in my youtube video there um like so the the yeah the eight weight uh, you know obviously the eight weight and i and, and i'm trying with some seven weights but just I mean, seven weights can't turn over even sometimes with a like somebody who's new to the sport and, and learning how to cast so the eight weight you know, I use Tommy's Chippewa River eight weight and um, uh, yeah, definitely the smaller fly. What I've also noticed too, is like, you know, like the river pig where you've got, you know, or barbell eyes with a little bit of weight that kind of punches it out for, for the beginner. Um, and then one, one of the videos, well, I'll just tell you one of the videos that I want to do for my YouTube channel um, is, is specifically kind of for newbies is, you know, just how to cast, Cause you know, with, with the boat going down a river, I can adjust the, the distance, you know, and I know where the fish are going to be or kind of where they're going to be in the areas. So, you know, if I have a great caster, I can back off the bank a little bit. <clears throat> if I have newbies, I can get closer to the bank. But so, yeah, so the eight weight with a smaller fly, sometimes even um, with the barbell eyes, like the river pig, and then just showing them, which I found to be, I had a guy in my boat. He's like, I've been on your boat for three hours and you're just showing me this now. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> my arm's about to fall off. <laughs> so it's just like, as you guys know, because you guys are obviously all avid fishermen, but for the people that are listening that aren't right. So, you know, you come in with your, with your, into your figure eight for pike and muskie, right? And you get the figure eight. Now you've got a foot and a half to two feet off your rod tip is your fly, right? So now you got to get the leader out of your fly rod and then you've got to kind of get the momentum, get some line out and start your next cast and you're hauling. And most people that are new, they kind of start with like 10 feet of fly line out of the rod when they start hauling and they're like just fighting it back and forth, back and forth. And the problem is again, Pogo Pike philosophy here is that there's <laughs> most of the, the shooting head or the heavy part of the fly line, the sinking part, right? Most of it's are it's in the rod. It's still at their feet. So yeah, yeah. So you're fighting all this, like, you know, like. So what I was trying to teach a lot, over, especially this year, kind of, you know, having some newbies, but it's just okay. Get do your figure eight, pick up the rod, just throw a throw fifteen to twenty feet of fly line out in front of you. Just pick it up and just throw it out like a spin rod almost. Just get the lines, most of the head out of the rod. And then pick it up out of the water, do a haul, right? One, two, and shoot. So kind of like teaching um, newer people that just want to get it to the bank 40, 30, 40, 
feet on a consistent basis without their arm like starting to really hurt and expending too much energy is just flip the line out there, get like 10, 15 feet out of the rod before you even start your haul, pick it up. And then, you know, and then honestly, what I found too is with newbies, I, I like to do, and it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like when the guy ran the first four minute mile, then everybody realized they could do it. So like, I would, I would say, do you mind if I show you? And like, absolutely. So I would, you know, get out, get on the boat, grab the rod, do the technique that I was describing. And then just in one or two quick hauls, shooting it like 60 feet. Right. So I'm like, this is what this rod and this line and this leader and this fly is capable of. And the reason why that the line, and the leader, and the fly is I have it set up this way is for what I just showed you. So that if you're out here for six to eight hours, you're not going home putting ice on your arm for two days and it's going to be more enjoyable throughout the day. And um, so that's like one trick. And I don't know if I described it that well or visually, but that's one trick that's really kind of been a game changer for newbies. I, I totally understood what you were saying. We're all shaking our head. Yeah. You, you walked us through it. Philosophy wise. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a good way to you know, let that head work. The, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't overdo it. Don't yeah. labor it. Yeah, and I think I think like if when and especially like when you show somebody. So I explain it and they try it, and I explain it and they try it. And some people catch on quicker than others. Some people are smaller along the learning curve than others. But then when I try to be like humble about it, I don't want to try to show off or anything. I'm like, do you mind if I show you? And I'm like, no, absolutely, please. Um, and they're like, holy shit, that's that's how far this thing can go. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even break a sweat or didn't even move my legs. And, and I'm not even, you know, so, and I said, it's, it's, but it's part of your learning curve that, you know, when I first started, I was way worse than you are right now. I, I had tennis up. I could hold a cup of coffee for three months. So, but just by showing them and explaining to them, I think that's, that's been a real fun technique to, and then watch people's eyeballs light up and they're just like, holy shit. Like, that's cool. Like, okay, I got this now. <laughs> Because there's nothing more frustrating, and I and I feel for people, and we were all there, but there's nothing more frustrating when you get somebody out there for the first time who really wants to land at Esox on the fly, and they're struggling casting. You know, it's like they want to fish, but most of their energy and their mental and physical energy is going to, oh God, I got to try to get this thing out further, and I'm I'm literally like wearing myself out after an hour of being on the boat. So that that's it. That's been a lot of fun to see that the evolution of of clients kind of start out the first time in the boat and then you see them three months later and then next thing you know they're casting backhanded like a champ and i'm like that's awesome I'm like yeah i took a casting lesson i've been practicing what you showed me it's really cool so that's been that's been fun here's another one for you how do you teach someone to strip set when you only get the chance to to practice it when an esox eats or a smallmouth eats you know yeah i put them in shallow water don't tell them we're in shallow water uh-huh. and they can't they get snagged on the bottom. They get snagged on rocks and logs. And I'm like, oh, look at that. You just lifted. <laughs> I'm like, Prac- just keep, you know. So I, I think I even said that to you guys on the first show we were on uh, together. I, I, I literally do that purposely. Like, I'll, I'll like, I will, I know, like, they miss a couple fish. Then I'm like, okay, you know, this is kind of a B water. We're going through not too great C water. It's not that great of water. It's not a lot of, but we've got to go through the water and to move on to the next stretch of, of good fishing. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, keep on casting. You never know. You might pick something up here. And, and I, cause I'm always also sharing with people on the boat, what the depth is. So they know, you know, a lot of people say, okay, what's the depth here? And, and it's, it, it, you know, it's cause it's a slower moving river. 
um, for the most part, uh, or even when we fish some lakes up here for pike, um, knowing the depth and how deep they need to be. So I always try to coach people on the depths to make sure their fly is getting down in that strike zone area. But in those cases, to answer your question, I won't tell them, and I know they're going to get snagged, and I can see where their head's at around strip setting. That's a that's a good game plan. It 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 because yeah so like it's 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 kind of cool like it because it they're like oh sh- okay like 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 I had a guy this year that missed a fish and he ended up voting a nice pike that day but he missed his first one I mean he trout set straight up in the air and he and he's like oh I'm like, like what did I do wrong I'm like well you you, you know you didn't strip set you li-. he's like no I thought I strip set it I thought no I strip set it I strip set it. I'm like okay you strip set right you didn't strip set it. <laughs> The fly came out of the water straight up in the air. And then we got into um, that section of water, and that's what happened, a low section. He got snagged and lifted. And I said, stop. I said, that's not a fish. Look at me. I'm like, stop. I'm like, look where your rod's at. He's like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> so, so and then he ended up, you know, ended up strip setting eventually on his, the, the fish that he, he had an opportunity to, um, to net that day. So it was, kind of a, it was kind of a fun moment. That's cool. He learned and he overcame. Yeah, so I, I have a quick funny story. Not funny, but it's a good story about a figure eight pike. So it was a gentleman that it was he came out for the first time through a friend, through one of his friends. Um, they came out for the day, and then yeah, they came out for the day for the first time. And this gentleman, he was like good caster, saltwater guy, um, knows how to fish and just but wasn't buying this figure eight concept right wasn't buying it he's like i don't know if i believe it like this is bullshit and um it was like the last hour of the day and it was a cold october overcast rain not cold but cold enough and it was raining all day like all day and thank god for gore-tex and he wasn't figuring his buddy caught two pike that day the guy that actually ended up contacting me and this was his friend so he was about to go into the and i was kind of i was not riding him but i was kind of sharing with him hey christian listen like you know just keep the if, if you don't want to figure eight that's that's fine but just keep the fly like at least two and a half feet in the water when you bring it up to your rod tip and just kind of twitch it there and then let it sit there for a second and then pick it up and cast it if you don't want to do the figure eight he's like okay so it was like the last hour of the day and we saw, I saw, personally saw, he saw it too, the biggest pike that I've ever seen on this river. The biggest pike. I mean, it was like, I had nightmares about this pike for like six weeks. And I still haven't seen it again. It was huge. And it, it was all of 45 inches. I, I mean, I, and I might be exaggerating a couple inches, but it was the biggest one I've ever seen. And I've seen a lot of fish next to my boat. And he picked the fly up right out of the water. And the fish was like literally trying to eat the fly. He hired me three more times in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Never did not ever fi- not figure it again. So after you saw that fish, how many times did you do that exact float in a row? Oh, uh, I went by that that fifty yards probably two dozen times. Never saw it again. Never again. <clears throat> uh, That's weird. That low late. It would have been the, it probably would have been the big the biggest pike that Pogo Pike and friends or clients have ever netted. It was huge. I was, I, I was, he, he stopped fishing for five minutes and goes, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I'm not even mad. I didn't catch it. He's like, I'm kind of mad, but he's like, that, that he's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. That's cool. That's a great story. And it's a great learning lesson as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
exactly. I even, you know, you know, I always tell my kids, I don't tell, I always tell kids, you know, drink your oval teen and figure eight. Well, that just goes to show you how far Pike moved. Was it two months later, a lady caught it on a rooster tail? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah he went a hundred miles across. The <laughs> Damn Pike! <laughs> they, they can jump. Packed, uh, packed up a suitcase. <laughs> so, what do you? So the so New York, the Saints are winning twenty-one to three. By the way. Nice. Thanks for the update. I just checked that. Thank Fourth you. quarter, four minutes left. Jason's That's keeping over. it to so, himself over here. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, how many different floats do you have that you can, like, at your avail? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. How many do you have? So, like, your yeah, options. Within, within a 45-minute within a drive, about four. Now, One, are these? two, three, four. Well, f- like, three, f- like, four good ones, like, three good ones, and then a couple that are that are more small mouth oriented but definitely have e-socks in them and then there's a couple lakes that are really good as well that are within with an hour drive so is it like size wise you got backups if something's blown gotcha yeah yeah exactly and then like i you know for anybody who's listening one of my favorite times that's you know coming up here sooner than later thank god is the the pre-spawn and the post-spawn pike um you know they're they're the the pre-spawn you get some big females that are chomping before they get ready to spawn and then post-spawn um is is epic and very predictable so if anybody's listening that's you know wants to get out this year or going on on their own um you know, you just, you just got to wait for that. What I've noticed, and especially the, I've been really paying attention the last four years, is the post-spawn typically happens when they get really active as soon as that water temperature hits 50 degrees and holds at 50 degrees for a couple days. And then it's like chomp central. It's like so great. And then and, and what I've noticed is I try to guide during that time um, uh, more so on a few uh, lakes because they're like – any weeds that are popping up in anywhere from two to six to seven, eight feet of water. And that water temperature holds at 50 degrees and there's some drop-offs nearby and there's some flats and so forth. You kind of like a little bit of a recipe around depth and weed beds. It's, it's, it's so predictable. And they're like, you cannot not catch a pike. Um, you know, unless, unless like the barometric pressure is way off and, you know, it's just a shitty day. It's real windy, or things are just get out of whack. But if things are somewhat stable, uh, Mother Nature's presenting some stability. It's it's one of my favorite times, and and that usually is around you know the April, early May time frame. No, you answered my question right there. I was going to kind of get around like a time frame thing for you when you were finding that there. Yeah, yeah. So it it it, it all changes obviously, right? Because the depending on the air temperature this year. It was again twenty fucking twenty. It was a total prick. Like it, it the water hit <laughs> the water hit fifty, and I was and I had we had, I had trips we were doing and we were going and like and then we had this cold snap for five days, six days that with the water went from like fifty point one to like forty six, forty seven, forty eight, back to forty six, and it was like and literally it was frustrating. Like these fish weren't they it, they were we caught some. But it wasn't like, you know, and then all of a sudden we got, the, you know, regular weather pattern for the middle of April, end of April. 
and the water temperature or early May actually. And the water temperature went back over 51, 52, and then just held there. And it was just like fish, 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 big fish, small fish, big fish. It was kind of cool, but I like to focus on some more. Like, I like, I like, I like doing some, like some lake fishing during that time. Cause it's, you, you, they really like stack up, so to speak. And, um, on your river trips, I know you have yeah. the, uh, the jet sled. Do you yeah. do anything out of your raft? Or is that yeah. just like a yep. personal boat? Nope. Um, I've got the stealth craft. Uh, um, shoot, did you? Yeah, what's it was? The stealth hooligan? craft hooligan. Sorry. I got the hooligan, the regular size, not the XL. Because um, I can throw it at the back of my truck. I can drag it through the woods and hit some spots that most boats can't get in out of, like maybe canoes or kayaks can. So I kind of bought it for that reason. But yeah, so I, I do some trips in that. Um, not a ton. This year I did a handful. Um, there's a couple sections of river for smallmouth that uh, in the summer are just lights out around here um, that I specifically use that boat for. Um, I actually had a guy this year, uh, a couple guys. We did a couple days in a row. We They wanted to do... They wanted to catch a pike, a smallmouth, a trout, and the same day. So I, w- I was using that boat to float through some trout water and then back into some pike and smallmouth water um, and, uh, and a carp. I'm sorry. So that was the other thing. One guy wanted to get all four. He, he got three out of four. I got a pike, a smallmouth, and a trout that day and had a – because you guys asked me the carp question earlier – had a carp go go for his little streamer and a smallmouth jumped in the way and ate it we would have had the we would have had the grand slam we we literally it was like probably like a 15 pound carpet it was going to eat his fly and his little smallmouth came and snatched it goddamn (laughs) big fish i know i know i know but anyways long-winded answer yes i have a i have a hooligan raft that i got out of uh, for for different uh purposes absolutely do you do much of the that trout deal at all i I don't. I don't. I. Uh, that was just a I, special I know exception. My strengths and I know. I know my strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> so, if I had, and I do like to trout fish occasionally here. I mean, I, I literally live a mile from one of the best little st- trout stretches on the Housatonic River here in Connecticut. I can walk there, um, and I and I and I do do it a few times a year for fun with some friends or some friends will fl- I'll float with them, and I'll either row or just throw some streamers and trout fish and have a ball that day and, and just kind of get out there to relax. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know, I know my strengths and weaknesses. So I do get clients that, uh, want to, Hey, do you, can you take me trout fishing? I'm like, nah, not really. But I got four guys that would love to take you that are really good at it and love it. That's good, man. Hey, that's have a bunch of friends that that can do it all, you know? Yeah. 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 So, um, but the, 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 who's tonic is a, is a, it's a great trout fishery for those who are listening. Um, most of them are stocked fish, but, uh, there's, it's it's a it's a really beautiful freestone river, um, and it's some of the most majestic views up here in Northwest Connecticut um, that you can find. And there's not a lot of traffic like some rivers in Connecticut where the you know trout guys are like ten feet apart and you know get mad at each other from stories I've heard and arguing. Where here it's it's a little more you a little more solitude. It's kind of nice. So, which boat do you enjoy rowing better? Oh God. Yeah. So my stealth craft, yeah. My stealth craft, uh, jet boat is like a Cadillac. Um, that's my, th- th- I love rowing. that. I do love rowing it though. It's a heavy boat with a 60 horse jet on the back. That's probably weighs 350 pounds at least. Right. Um, but the, the hooligan raft, man, that, that thing is, you can, 
spin that thing on a dime. It, it goes through like really, really, really low water uh, drafts really high. It's, it's, that's, it's a cool boat. So that's a, it's a really fun boat to row. Um, but being, you know, six foot and, you know, in shape, what would you say in shape and round? Um, <laughs> a, a, a shape. <laughs> a shape. Um, it's a little tighter for me. You know, it's like, I kind of feel like I'm in like a little go-kart <laughs> when I row it, but it, it's a fun row. It's a definitely a fun row. You put Chad in the back of my uh, Smith fly, and it feels like I have a fucking jet motor in the back of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like the goddamn this thing's lagging in the ass end. Yeah. Yeah, Son of a, a bitch. And then, you, and then you get a windy day, and you're like, oh god, this is gonna be horrible. <laughs> Not only my fat, I'm a sail. <laughs> <laughs> he was referring to a lot of things, Chad. <laughs> oh who, yeah. Who's the- who said that about the Smith, Jay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I've been there, Jay. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, get me and uh, another heavy dude out, and uh, the boat looks like a frowny face with Jay up in the center. <laughs> sure does. <laughs> Popping wheelies. Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, front riding out, of, front riding out of the water. So you don't get uh, any, any of the lakes for the largemouth? Because I know that gets pretty big up there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, largemouth. I that's why I grew up. I, mean, I wanted to be Phil Dance. I don't know. I think I told you guys that. Well, one. you guys get some absolute I, giants up there. Where? The, isn't there some lakes up through your area where they get some absolute just massive largemouth? Yeah, yeah, yep. Candlewood Lake is a huge smallmouth largemouth. There's some reservoirs just over the border in New York, not too far from me, that you have to have like permission and you have to have a like you have to leave your boat like chained to a tree and and it's like a watershed for new york city water and you know but anyways my buddy has a boat on one of these reservoirs you know so he'll invite me out once in a while and yeah and then candlewood lake and there's some other like just even ponds around here like good sized ponds like you know maybe 40 acres 80 acres 120 acres nothing huge <laughs> Jeez, nothing small. A fucking, that's not a pond that's a lake that's, that's one of our, one our musky lakes is yeah. that size they call them ponds like mudge pond in sharon which is right down the road for me um i mean yeah yeah there's a, it's great largemouth yeah there's some great largemouth fishing in connecticut and, and even massachusetts some great largemouth it's fun i love i love i one of my most probably biggest passions growing up was just going in a rowboat with buddies and just throwing buzz baits some spin fishing on top water in the, in the summer at night for small or for largemouth you know have you guys ever fished a buzz bait oh yeah absolutely yeah 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 that's like old school that's all you can hear is the thing smash that's gotta be the one of the best feelings in the world oh yeah you want to be bill dance i wanted to be fish fish burn you know Oh, we're, all right. We're, we're one in the same. Yeah, exactly. Fish, fish crew. That's awesome. Yeah. Remember that show exactly. on TNN Outdoors? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> I used to record those as a kid on VHS. Like, my mom's like, what do you get all these? I used to have like stacks of like VHS tapes with like all fast fishing episodes and all those types of things. Absolutely. So, are you from Connecticut originally? Because you haven't said one wicked yet. One wicked, yeah, 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 I am. I, I grew up in, I was born and raised in like, uh, yeah, in Litchfield County, uh, northwest Connecticut, not as not quite far northwest of where I live now. So I grew up in Watertown, Connecticut, which is like about an hour from where south of where I live now. I'm in like north northwest corner of Connecticut, but yeah, I grew up. I don't say wicked, I think wicked's more like if you're on the eastern part of Connecticut, it's wherever Chad Boston. Wilde's from. <laughs> he says it a lot, it's what it's wherever Chad Wilde's from. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he's from East. Does he say Wicked a lot? Oh, oh yeah. 
Yeah. The wickets flow like water, man. Yeah. Yeah, we hung out this we, we he came we, we, we got on the boat together this year. Uh Chad Wilde is the best, man. And then we were supposed to get together some more, but then the COVID, you know, obviously that didn't help. And then uh we were supposed to get together this fall and we didn't uh, but anyway, yeah, Chad's the best. Yeah, that's more from eastern Connecticut where you're more more towards Boston where you know go Pakika, um stuff like that. But yeah, no, I don't say wicked much. I, I bet living in San Diego knocked that right out of you if you would if you would have said wicked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that's where it left definitely, you. definitely a surfer community out there in southern california way more laid back than new england i i lost my yins moving to columbus ohio i said yins one time my friend said what the fuck is a yins and i never said yins again <laughs> <laughs> and i still don't say it now first time you've been to the city back, huh that's that's like wicked in connecticut is like yins in western pennsylvania <clears throat> yeah 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 exactly you, you only say yins anymore to tell that story that's it. <laughs> so, Pogo, is there anything we've missed that we should be touching on, man? No. I Thanks for having me to be your um, five-year anniversary. Is, uh, thank you for having me on tonight. Uh, love Again, love what you guys are doing. I've gotten so much good feedback from people that are listening to your show now that love it. So keep up the good work. Thanks for having me on. And let's try to kick some ass in 2021 and forget about 2020. Hey, if you uh, yeah, if you have anyone that is going to listen to the show, tell them to fast forward through the opening theme song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and listen, we <laughs> we also spoke to you, I think it was two years ago. It was Groundhog's uh, last Day. Last week. It was right. No, it was, we filmed for to be on our local news. We spoke with you. Yeah. And uh, that was, it was like exactly like two years ago last week. So. Yeah, no, man, you're a stellar guy. We we love having you on, and we love to thank you once more for being there for us, putting us out there. And we're looking forward to them freaking exercise videos. Chad needs them because he ain't going to fit the waiters, man. He's <laughs> <laughs> some running in waiters <laughs> training videos. <laughs> the, the, not the Kanye workout. It's the pogo workout. <laughs> the pogo fishing workout. Switch your ass off to a stroke. <laughs> yeah. All right, awesome. Man. Well, hey, thank you so much, Poga. Yeah, thank you guys. And uh, we'll talk soon. See you soon. And hope to get the fish with you guys this year. So, my wife and I had a deep conversation over the weekend. She was into you, huh? I think beer just came out of Jay's nose. It was a gusher. Stirrus That's a lot everything. of beer. <laughs> 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 serious conversation. She said, she said, Chad, does it hurt your feelings when your friends call you fat? Or, no, she said, does it hurt your feelings when everybody calls you fat? I said, first off, everybody doesn't call me fat. Only my friends. Just people skinnier than me. <laughs> Just the people I love and care about call me fat. <laughs> She's like, well, it hurts my feelings when they call you fat. I said, well, I am fat. <laughs> you're, no, and you also mentioned that you you're, you take more pride and, and happiness in making fun of my fucking giant nose so it has to be okay for me to call you fat because you get so much 
That's what Chad thinks about while he eats. Yeah, exactly. While he eats, he's thinking about making fun of Jason. I think about nose jokes while I'm shoving food in my face. Ah, Exactly. Good smoke pork. Looks like Jason's nose that big piece of meat. I said, I told her, I said, I cannot make fun of Jay's nose at all if I ask him to stop calling me fat. It's just not going to happen. If you ask me to stop calling you fat, I'm going to tell you to fuck yourself, but that's not happening until you get skinny. If you get skinny and lose that fat face, I will stop calling you fat. When you get skinny, Chad, I'm going to be like, hey, I can't call skinny Chad fucking fat Chad. Chad used to be skinny. He was. I think when we started, when, when Mark joined the podcast, and this is just a year after we started, so it's been four years, you were a de- normal-sized guy. I was fucking dreamy. You were. I go. I look back at pictures of the like the like when I moved back here, and I was like, "Wow, he actually looked like that." So I'm not like that far off by going, "Holy fucking shit, you gained at least seventy-five pounds." <laughs> you like you like ate damn near a Jace. Yeah, you've grown a Jace. <laughs> grown a Jace. <laughs> It feels like a tumor. Let me tell you what. It's not a tumor. <laughs> it's like turned into a Dr. Phil slash... What's that? Conven- intervention. intervention. <laughs> yeah. Chad, slow it down. Fuck your fat feelings, Chad. Well, listen. Listen. You're not going to drink this It's a vicious cycle, month, Chad. So you're not going to put the water weight on that your, you've been? You're fat. I told him when I got here, you look skinnier already. There you I, go. Just tell him you're with water. Is that without the beer can in pregnant. his hand? You dropped 12 Shut ounces. Up, you, look, <laughs> you look one less. <laughs> one less beer. He dropped 12 ounces. He was holding in his hand. That's how much weight Jed's lost in dry January. Yeah. Jags, he's been pregnant Dude, for 48 I've months. been drunk since the Ohio State Buckeyes played football last time. <laughs> I don't know when. I think I went fishing with you in the morning, Mark. And Dad and I went musky fishing. It was a fucking rainy day after New Year's Eve. Didn't get that fucked up. But man, the next day I got tanks swearing at the TV, telling Lawrence or what's that, uh, Trevor Lawrence, he needed to get a goddamn haircut and shave his mustache. That's like five of your pubes hanging off your face. That's what his mustache is. It's like five pubes in his, on his on his upper lip. Oh, but I don't think I've stopped drinking yet. Really. Yeah, I, you're on a if you're gonna do if you're gonna do one way, I gotta Jason's go. The, I gotta go the other for we, you. We gotta keep the alcohol, or the uh, beer, the beer br- uh, business in. Uh, well, we don't want that shit to go for stale for when you yeah you get yeah. you get back in the game. Oh, man. Four months, Chad will be yelling at Jay for being fat. I know. <laughs> I've gained <laughs> sixty five pounds. <laughs> Please, God, let that be. Please let that be. <laughs> no, you're fat and you got a big nose. <laughs> you have no no good qualities. <laughs> fat toucan, Sam. <laughs> How do you even fly toucan, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hope people listen to this shit. Oh. Phil, Phil said, if you... No, it wasn't Phil. It was... um. Forestry and fish. Mm. He said, "If you guys ever stop the banter before and after the guests, I'm gonna stop listening." <laughs> guests Zachary. are always great. The guests are always great, and we <laughs> yeah. always add our fun to it. And we, you know, we 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 take our fishing seriously, but yeah, we take our fun seriously too. We, speaking of the guests, we got some good ones coming up in the next two weeks. Uh, next, week we've got Nikki Sags coming back on. Yeah. That's gonna be fun. He uh, he actually told me he's off on Sunday. He, he might want to make a trip down to, to fish on Sunday. So. We'll see uh, if we that should, pans out. Man, we should meet him somewhere halfway in the middle on a Saturday. 
Yeah. That sounds more Sunday. fun, right? It does. <laughs> he he's been going down there on the weekdays. I'm like, Nikki, I, I work on weekdays, man. <laughs> I know. He hits me up like, Hey, <laughs> hey, Tuesday, I'm going down to this place. I'm like, Yeah, that's great. I'm back at work. <laughs> I know. But uh, to, I'm gonna start fishing Saturday just for that place. I'm being serious. Yeah, I'm not fucking around. And then uh, the week after, we have Eric A- Grasky coming back on. Oh man, I can't wait for that either. I know. Like I said, we we definitely deserve to give him an interview with good sound quality because the last one was on the the old microphone setup. So it's gonna be a good talk. I've been that long. Yeah. And both musky guys, you know. Yeah, uh, Nikki Sig. Nicky Sacks, he fishes for damn near everything. And everything. <laughs> I know Grasky is, man, to see fish for muskie in the giant, giant smallmouth. Holy shit. Lake trout. Oh, yeah. They get sturgeon. Lake too. Mm. Huh. That's just the, the place. The sturgeon, yeah, that was fun to talk he, about the last he time. He fishes all, all year in a place that we would dream to be once. He actually went out this morning. Him and I were talking this morning to like set a date up, and he was at the boat launch. Hell yeah! It's never too cold up there. If going it ain't into frozen. That, going into the lake? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's not frozen. Not no. up there. Huh. They don't no. catch, dude. No, like ice cover right now is almost nil, except for some areas way out east in Pennsylvania and hmm. some areas through New York east and starting to move west. So uh, I talked to Ryan. He's gonna hit a place that's. An hour east of Buffalo, so they're they're starting to get them areas that are, you know, they're not seeing much sun. They're starting to keep the ice. We had a, we had a frigid two days there. If we would have kept something like that, we could have ice in a week. But our cold's coming. You know, this weekend is gonna. It's. I mean, if you're a fisherman and you're itching to get out, better do it this week because it's prime weather, forty oh, degrees. It's, it's like, beautiful. Yeah, I mean, water temps are even starting to jump up upper 30s like that's for this time of year that's a blessing you get out i even i think i seen a dude catch a fish today on a spinner so still active fish out there you know what i mean not just bead fish i should do uh, well i did rip the streamer for a minute but that was short-lived so So i had enough of this yeah yeah that thing swims all right uh, back to the truck (laughs) i took a long ride and got to see you know all them sights do much. Got to listen to that rap music? Well, that's the thing. There's quite limited rap music where I traveled today, <laughs> so got a little bit of that in. Got some good for a minute. A lot of old rap music, or old rap, old rock music today, so I enjoyed the ride. Made me, made me think I was with Jason's dad <coughs> out there ripping, doing 80, 80 I, down the road. There you go, man. I, More than a feeling. I always tell my wife, if we hear Boston on the way to fishing, it's going to be a good day, but it cannot be... Like we can't put Boston on. It's got to come. If it's you got to be present. If you put Boston on, that overrides the you good. die in a plane crash. Yeah, <laughs> but if you hear Boston on the way to fishing and uh, everything's right, the moment the mood is set. When I went steelhead fishing with your dad and uh, Brian a couple weeks ago, Boston came on in the morning. I said, "Oh, it's gonna be a good day." We got that brownie on a strip streamer. It was a good day. Hey. Yep, always a good day with the, the Boston or some Rush. Oh, I listen to enough of fucking Rush, mm. too. Rush is good. I love eh, Rush. Mm-hmm. It'll make you drive fast, too. Good <laughs> music. Oh, yeah. Good oh, music yeah. make you drive fast a little bit. You know what else makes me drive fast? 13 beers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Not really. This guy fucks slows me down Dude, a Chad, little bit. So or I, 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 I'm or 20 minutes after eating a weak old fish sandwich. Oh, yeah. You got to get home? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. That, that'll make you get home quick. That's a good call back to 2020. Uh, yeah, bad things that happened to me in 20. I didn't get Rona, but I did get food poisoning. Uh Chad, dude, your your team, dude, they're in the biggest game of their. Uh, dude, I hope you didn't stick that past the barb, but uh, <laughs> it comes right out. Um, anyway, your team, dude, sure. your team's in the biggest game they've been in forever, man. What do you think, dude? They're gonna go like this is coming on as soon as we leave this table. We're going to watch this because we're going we're to watch. Leave, again. We're leaving it right now because I'm gonna go watch this shit and get home. I know. I, I want to as well. I gotta drink um, four more beers and yell at the TV and go to work with a hangover tomorrow. Dude, please, please. Uh, I, you I only hope the drink one beer a quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll that, see. We'll that's see. not a good average. <laughs> um, I've been following the Browns since I was probably eight years old, and I followed them through when they left Cleveland, and then went and won a championship as the Ravens. Yeah, and then they came back to Cleveland, and we've had, I think it's something like eighty-eight quarterbacks, 30, thirty-two quarterbacks, <laughs> Tim Couch. I, I have a Tim Couch jersey. Uh, who was uh, my my favorite was Colt McCoy. To be honest, I thought he was going to be the real deal. I love Colt McCoy. Me um, too. Derek Anderson, Kelly Holcomb, Kelly Manziel? Holcomb. Was, Kelly Holcomb was the last quarterback to play in a playoff game for the Browns. So uh, I swear to God, Derek Anderson took him there in a ten and six record. Mm-mm. They missed. Hmm. They just missed. I thought they did too with him. I thought they, they, no, yeah. they didn't. We looked that up the one time. They did miss. But mm. yeah, I think it was I, a win and end game at the end of the year, yeah. and they lost. And they probably lost to the fucking Steelers. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Last <laughs> week, we were watching the game, and my son had been sitting on the couch the whole game or doing something with his mom. He's a Steelers fan. I, I don't care what he is. He was like, <laughs> "The last four minutes of the game, dead. Let's play. Let's play." I said, "Nolan, this is like." Such an important moment right now. This hasn't happened in 18 years, bro. I want to see if the Browns make the playoffs. He's like, I was like, this is very solar Im- eclipse. I said, this is very important to me. He said, more important than your son. <laughs> it's a fucking oh, right It is fucking ruined I your said, vibe. I said, at this current moment, yes. <laughs> and he put his head down, stuck his lip out, and walked away. <laughs> and they came back and punched me in the wiener. He give Nolan my number, man. <laughs> he just called me up when he. I'll tell you what, I give that boy a lot of attention, except for those last four minutes of that game. Did he Did he <laughs> learn that day? He learned him. Learned yeah. you love the fucking Browns. I do. You know, it's and it's a labor of love to be a fan of the Browns. Uh, you know, I look at well, it you now, got and time time's, in. time's been passing so much, too. The Dallas Cowboys. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I was and I was a Fairweather fan when I was a young kid. And you know but what? It, stuck. it has paid back. And bit me in the ass for how twenty five years on and off. Good, you've been on and off. Okay, same thing. Look at the Niners. When I became a Niners fan when I was a kid, they were excellent. They were awesome. It was Dallas and Green Bay every year going for the NFC champ. One of them three teams. Was it Joe Montana years when you became a fan? It was right at the end. It was the last two years in Montana, and then it went into Young. Yeah, the Steve Young Young in the San Diego Super Bowl and everything. It is just. And then you have how many? What eight, ten years of just garbage? Then they get good, and it's it's. We're at twenty five years without. I don't. I mean, like. Oh, you sure sell not a Super Bowl? You guys are stinking the pot up. You're like a buccaneer. You're like, but without Brady. For the Browns, you know what I mean. It's it's just a glorious night. I wish I could raise a glass and toast to the Browns, but uh, 
I will. Fuck it. Come on. Give me there, a you go. Go. The there you go. To your team. Yeah, no, you you definitely, uh, I mean. It hurts to go watch your team leave and then go get a Super Bowl. But, you know, hey, not you guys are going to win the Super Bowl this year, but at least you guys got a. We got a good base. A good squad. You have a good squad. Yeah. So, geez, I don't think there's anything else I want to finish on besides let's go brownies. Nah, How about yeah. you guys? Let's go Buckeyes. Yeah, we got a big game tomorrow. Let's go win a national title. Who? The Buckeyes. <laughs> the real the real team in Ohio. So, uh, the the Big Ten championship was on, and is that uh, the is the Browns the Buckeyes second string? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could be. But Bruce was rooting for the Buckeyes, and I was kind of like, uh, I'm indifferent. And he's like, You want the Buckeyes to win? I said, You're the semifinal, right? Uh, whatever against Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, I said. No, I kind of don't want the Buckeyes to win because it'll really hurt Jay's feelings if they lose. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm rooting for the Browns after all these the years of them shit. sucking. Not that the, the Buckeyes ever suck, so. Yeah. But so they have against Clemson for years. Yeah, it's, those teams. Woody don't... Hayes, remember? Remember who Woody Hayes? Yeah, yeah. he punched one of the Clemson's players in the throat, and that was the last time he ever coached a a, a, a football game in his whole life. And he's a Buckeye legend. Yeah, so, you know Clemson. It like rings even back to back to those years where we didn't like Clemson. We don't like Clemson. We want to be Clemson and that long-haired kid that needs a haircut. <laughs> I, I like him. He's not a bad kid, but I'm glad Justin Fields got a little redemption. It felt good for me and him because <laughs> I was drunk yelling at the TV <laughs> for me and him. You, you stupid! You stupid team playing your ACC, your your basketball conference, not a football conference. Big <laughs> Ten's a football conference. That was me last week, all drunk, just just, <laughs> just mad at the TV. Bill Dance accent. By my, going uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, by myself. <laughs> By myself, mind you. My, my my daughter's trying to go to sleep. She's like, why the fuck are you still yelling? I, I actually could hear Riley saying that. Daddy, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what the fuck are you yelling at, you idiot? <laughs> I've had 65 beers. You shut up. It wasn't a Bill Dance accent. It was more like an SEC accent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean Joe Dirt? <laughs> I was trying to talk like uh, the what, coach. Wait, wait, Western Kentucky? Yeah. Bring it all full circle here. Who's that? Dab Dabo Swinney. I was a Dabo Swinney accent. <laughs> Who the fuck names our kid? What the fuck kind of name is Dabo anyway? You might name your kid Dabo. Jesus you, fucking Christ. Who the you fuck keep names your kid Dabo? How about this? I, I'm saying it here on the SVS Fishing Podcast. My next child, I will name Dabo. <laughs> yeah, you're you yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that you're gonna that you're gonna uh you're gonna have to adopt, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sure, hey. sure. My kid's name won't we be. We brought Dabo. to you by right. Predator Fly Gear. Predatorflygear.com. Simsfishing.com. A-Rex Hooks. Check them out at arexhooks.com. Yeti built for the wild. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans at queencityguiding.com. I just said that. Oh, Why not? <laughs> Why not fishing? They're at the dock, and also this. Production being brought to you from the Urban Fly Co. studio, and we will see you next week.